Hi, everyone. This is the Delta Good Review. I'm Jason. I'm Bryn. And I'm Kyle. And today we'll be talking about Delta's second album, Mistaken Identity. So the album was released in November 2004. It reached number one in Australia and has been certified five times platinum. It was written and recorded in the aftermath of Delta's battle with cancer and was released just a year and a half after Innocent Eyes. It's been described as a more grown-up and a much darker album, but it does open with Out of the Blue, which is a much more positive track. Out of the blue, can this be true? Out of the Blue was written with Guy Chambers, who wrote and produced a lot on this album. So what were your first thoughts when you first heard Out of the Blue, if you can remember? I think for me, this Out of the Blue and then the album itself, what it did for me was it kind of cemented that I wasn't just a small fan of Delta. It was like Delta Cajun is going to be something I'm going to follow for the rest of my life. And I think Out of the Blue, when that song came along, and I was so excited when that song came, and I remember the album, I went out and bought the album on the day it was released. I left school and went straight to Bombay. So I think it cemented that I was definitely going to be a Delta Quadrant fan for a long time. And I've always felt Out of the Blue is a very fun song. I've always liked the pre-chorus in particular. But I think in terms of when she does that song live, it's always kind of a very energetic one that she can really get the fans into. And over the years, I think particularly as her vocals have got stronger, it's become a song she can really perform and demonstrate her vocals very well. I can actually quite vividly remember the first time I heard Out of the Blue. I'd kind of lost track of Delta a little bit after the first album, just because I was young, I didn't really use the internet that much at the time, and so I'd kind of just lost track. And then I can remember being, you know, in school, helping out in the school library, and they had the radio on. And then this voice started to beam through the radio. And I was like, well, I recognise that voice. And it was the first time I heard Out of the Blue. I didn't even know it had been released. I didn't even know that it was the new single, that there was an album on the way. And I can remember telling everybody in the library they had to stop talking. They had to be really quiet, had to turn the radio up. And I sat and I really did love it. I think when the album eventually came out, I think there were other songs that I gravitated towards maybe a little bit more. But I've really learned to love Out of the Blue, mainly since the Believe Again tour, where she did that lovely version of it live. And I've really come to, yeah. to love it live, I think, more than sometimes the recorded version. I think she brings something new to it when she performs it live. Thinking back to when I first heard it, I was sort of similar to Bryn. I, well, I knew something was happening because I was sort of following the forums at the time, but I didn't know when it was actually going to be released and I wasn't prepared for it. Again, I was watching the music channels and it just appeared and I was so excited just to hear it as a new song because at the time it was only under a year since the last single had been released, but it felt like a really long time and I was just so excited to have new Delta Goodrum music. And it's definitely a very, as I mentioned before, it's really positive. I mean, because a lot of the tracks on Mistaken Identity are quite dark, but this one, she really went for an uplifting message. And she mentions as well that, you know, they did a really big production on it and it was her big comeback track after taking some time out to focus on her health. 
And talking about the video as well, this one was directed by Nigel Dick, who famously directed Britney Spears's Baby One More Time video and other quite high profile music videos. So it's a really beautiful video. It, it was shot in Malibu, I believe. And she talks about the elements on this album a lot. So the earth, wind, fire and water. And you see that visualized in the video as well. So you have her by the beach and then she goes to the field and then they set the piano on fire. I've always really loved that video. I always thought that was a great song to come back with. I thought the video was very visually, I still think of a very colourful video. I would probably say it's probably the most colourful video she's ever done. And I think, yeah, you talked there about the elements. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there is it by the water, by the fire. I'd never really pieced all those together before. But yeah, I think it's a great video. I think Delta's always tend to do these kind of videos where she's very much the centre of them. And, and it's probably one of the few that she hasn't done in a studio, actually, when thinking about it in terms of a location video. It's probably one of the few location videos um, she's ever actually done unless you guys can think of any others well there was born to try true yes born to try i think the the most striking image for me in the video was the image of the piano on fire and at the time i saw it as a symbol of rebirth which is you know we think of that as a thread that keeps coming back in lots of other albums this idea of shedding a skin and kind of being born again and i, I definitely took it as a child to be this idea that she was you know, saying goodbye to one part of her identity. And that was before I knew that the album was called Mistaken Identity. And so I really like how that kind of image of the piano burning kind of foreshadows this sense of her saying goodbye to something. We know it was a really difficult time in her life. There were lots and lots of changes. And I think the piano being on fire perhaps captures that a little bit in the idea that she wanted to say goodbye to that innocence because perhaps she felt that she didn't have it at that time in her life. Yeah, I feel like just on the lyrics, that's on the first lines of a new beginning, a new chapter of my life started the day when I thought it could be my last. Even though it is a very up-tempo song, I feel like it's kind of like the introduction to kind of like, I've been through something here. I'm going to tell you about this, but this is where I'm at right now. But now I'm going to tell you where I've been over the last 12 months and what has been going on. So I feel like in terms of this album particularly, I feel like it takes you through a story and a journey. And there are certain albums that do that. I think this one and Child of the Universe were two albums where there was a narrative throughout where the song connected a bit more. But yeah, so I've always felt quite a special connection with Out of the Blue. Yeah, and I think as well, Delta's mentioned that this is the first time, well, this album was the first time that the audience really knew what she was singing about and what her stories were. Because when she came out with Innocent Eyes, she said that she knew exactly what she wrote those songs about. But for everyone else, they were just fun pop songs. But here, people really knew her story and knew, obviously, a lot of the themes she was writing about. So moving on to the album, there were 14 tracks plus a hidden track, which we'll talk about in a moment. So what were some of your favourite tracks on this album? So for me, I think the first time I listened to this album, the songs that really stood out for me were Electric Storm, Last Night on Earth and Fragile. So those three songs told a really powerful story for me. And Kyle's just mentioned the idea of the album being a kind of narrative. And I think those songs captured the fight that she was putting up. There's a sense of kind of determination in Electric Storm. Last Night on Earth has, you know, actually when you read the lyrics, it's quite a really poignant song. But again, there's this sense of hope and this idea of putting hope in love and faith in love, which again is a recurring motif in her songs. And then Fragile, I just loved the way she stripped everything back and kind of exposed, you know, her vulnerability in a way that was really quite powerful to me. In terms of which songs have stood the test of time, I think really for me, Last Night on Earth is the one that I come back to most from this album. I think it's a really powerful ballad, but also being really dramatic as well. And I think it would have made a great single. Into my world never comes. I want you to know right 
this is probably one of the albums where I've actually got quite a lot of songs in this album I really like. For me, songs that really stood out, Extraordinary Day is such a beautiful song that she wrote with Vince. And I think particularly I found actually when she writes with Vince, some of the more deeper, darker songs have actually been with him. I don't know if there's something into the way that they collaborate. Fragile is just such an honest, raw song. And I think anybody can relate to just having those moments where you're not feeling as strong and that you are feeling a little bit weaker and vulnerable. And I've always felt a very strong connection with You and My Rock. I always felt that was such a lovely, positive ending to the album. And she says that that's actually her gift to fans. And that song is actually about thanking all of the fans and people who wrote to her and sent her letters and gifts while she was unwell. So yeah, probably some of the more slower songs for me have been the highlights. You are my rock. You touch my soul. Yeah, I agree there. I mean, I did mention that I always loved her ballads and in particular, Fragile is definitely a standout on this album. I love just how stripped back it is with just the piano and her vocal. I read somewhere that this was actually written before she got ill. So that's quite interesting to know because listening to it, you'd think it was obviously written about her health battles, but it's actually just a very relatable song where everyone can feel vulnerable at times in their life. And this is a really relatable song for me. And the other one, Be Strong, I really love. Delta said she had written this song for Belinda Emmett, who was an actress on Home and Away, I believe, who had her own battle with cancer. And this was a song that she had written for her. So this was a really, again, a positive message amongst all the difficulty in her life. Hang on. Be So this album came out when I was about 14, 15, and the biggest problem I faced in my life at the time was that I had braces and they really hurt me. But the song Be Strong actually really helped me get through the pain of my braces. So that was the one that always sort of stuck with me. I think what I found there was even though I picked my three favourite songs, every song that you guys brought up, I was nodding along with because actually this is a really strong album, isn't it? And, you know, all of those songs named are absolute standouts in her discography and they've all stood the test of time. And I absolutely love that story you shared there, Jason, about how, you know, you found your own meaning in Be Strong. And I definitely did the same growing up as well. And it just shows the power of all of those songs to give strength. Yeah. Bryn, you said there about the test of time, but one of the things I find really sad about this album now, when you think of all the tours, apart from Visualize, where it was those two albums, she doesn't really perform many of these songs. And I, I saw interviews when she was doing some interviews before the Delta album, and she talked about, I came back to work too soon, I came back too quickly. And I always sort of think, does she regret this album at sometimes like or maybe that she, and I was sort of think I think I can't imagine she would do but I do wonder like had she taken the break would this album not been maybe as raw and honest as it is but I think if she listens to this I want to say that thank you for this album because it is such a beautiful album and you know so honest and raw and there are songs in here where I've not been through what she's been through but I could weave that into my life and particularly song like Fragile for me it was like someone reached out from the headphones and just gave you like a hug and just sort of say like it's okay and same with be strong like those kind of songs that just kind of pick you up and kind of go you can get through this and it just makes you feel like it's relatable like someone else understands it's a different situations but someone can understand and i think that was really a very powerful thing that this album has given 
Yeah, so, because this was obviously the shortest gap between albums that she had, but I think it's really important that she did release this album, and I'm definitely glad that she did, because I think in a lot of her eras, she has obviously written and recorded lots of songs, and then by the time the album comes out, they're no longer relevant to her life, so they don't really get released. So I'm glad that she did release the album at the time, because these stories are really raw and true to that period of her life, and they are some of her best songs as well. Yeah, I completely agree. So a song that we hadn't discussed yet is the title track, Mistaken Identity. So Mistaken Identity was released as the second single and it charted at number seven and it was her first single not to hit number one. But it was obviously, it's very different to any single that she had released before. So that might have contributed to the chart position. But what are your thoughts on Mistaken Identity? Yeah, Mistaken Identity, I think, I don't know whether it should have, maybe shouldn't have been a single. I think it feels more like an album song for me, but it's a great song. I think it's some really striking messages in there, obviously about, you know, she references to who she was and who she is now. But again, what I just said about this album, her feelings towards it, same with this song. Like, I wonder what her feelings are to this song because she doesn't tend to play it in the way that it was produced. She tends to sort of make it a more fun song. And I feel like she doesn't want that song to sometimes be this kind of dark song that it is. And I think sometimes I think it's interesting to believe again, she did a more up-tempo fun version. But in some ways, I feel like that lost some of the meaning behind it. But yeah, I feel like it's in terms of metaphorically, I think it really is quite striking. You know, things about like, got cut with a knife some really strong lyrics there but I do think the song title fits in particularly with, on an imagery level her image looks completely different to the first album and so there is an element of like that was somebody else I'm not that person anymore you know I think when you think about this kind of innocent eyes this innocence she's very much like saying I've lost that and it's because of my health issues that I don't feel that I am that person and something has changed within me and it's this idea that I'm not sure who I am right now and I think as time moves on we've talked about this before where we feel like she's evolved in herself over the years and I feel like this album she was like I'm a bit lost I think in some ways and I'm trying to find myself again and I think when you get to Delta album she comes back as like I have found myself I'm in a place that I feel more comfortable Yeah, I agree, Kyle. I think it's an incredibly bold song for a young pop star to sing. You know, she'd been almost defined by that imagery of this long golden hair, this sense of innocence. And she was very much defined by that both on Neighbours and I think as well, you know, in that first album. And so to come back with something that was so confidently saying, well, I'm not that person anymore, was actually quite disconcerting for me when I first heard it. I was quite, you know, shocked almost by how boldly she was saying, I'm not that person, I'm not that girl anymore. And I absolutely loved that darker element of it. I'm a big fan of those songs that are raw and dark and aren't afraid to tackle those darker emotions. But it was a hard listen to at points in my life, particularly when I was younger. But there's also lots I just love about it. I love the jazz influence and I like that she brings that out in performances with the kind of almost jazzy piano. And I also like, you know, again, the big dramatic production that we have on other songs like Last Night on Earth. And I love that sound on her where everything's kind of maximized to, you know, at most the piano's loud, the strings are loud and all of that's a lot of fun. But it definitely feels like the other side of the coin to Innocent Eyes. Those feel like polar opposites to each other. And that was a big deal, actually, to listen to. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, it's probably one of the most dramatic songs that she's done. And to be fair, a lot of the songs are, as you say, dramatic and quite theatrical. And one thing I noticed, actually, is in a lot of the songs on this album, she has quite dramatic key changes. So Mistaken Identity has quite a few key changes. And Guy Chambers had mentioned on an interview that he did that he put in a lot of these key changes to just wake the listener up. So you have them in The Analyst, you've got them in Out of the Blue, you've got them in Disorientated. So there's a lot of drama in this album as well. 
I think the other thing that those key changes create across the album, this sense of discomfort almost. It's never one thing, you know, you think she's telling one story and suddenly the key change ushers in a different mood, a different dynamic. And that creates lots of layers on the album that maybe you didn't have on Innocent Eyes, which was kind of beautiful, but had kind of one sense of optimism running the whole way through. Whereas this has those different layers. And I think that adds some depth to the record. So with this album, one of the things I find quite interesting, if you look at the track listings across from Australia and the UK versions, they mix it around quite a bit. So I don't know why that is, if anyone has any thoughts as to why that is, but it is quite different. I feel like with the UK version, some of the sort of maybe more darker and slower songs were put at the end, and then the more up-tempo songs were put at the beginning, whereas in the Australian version, it seems to be a bit more of a mix. I've only started recently, they've changed it on Spotify, and I've been listening to it in a different way, and I feel like it definitely has a different feel by having like Extraordinary Day much earlier. It's very interesting that that was a decision that the UK version track listing wasn't going to match. I think that's the only album where they've ever thought about doing that. I guess the only other time in her career she's done this is when perhaps when she released the American version of Delta and that had obviously a different track listing and a different order as well. And I think that was done to kind of foreground different parts of, you know, her music in different places. So I wonder with the UK release of this, whether as you suggested, Kyle, they were simply trying to move, you know, some of the more poppy songs to the front to kind of hook the listener in in the same way that you had with Innocent Eyes and then leave some of the darker stuff to later on. But it's an interesting switch. And I agree with you, Kyle, listening to it on Apple Music now with the Australian track listing that they've updated it to it is a very different journey and that's kind of given it a new lease of life for me So the other difference between the Australian and the international editions was Nobody Listened. So this was a hidden track on the Australian version of the album. So there's about a minute silence after You Are My Rock and then Nobody Listened begins. So I remember people had been talking about this on the forum and I was so excited to hear this song. So when I got the album, I think the first thing I did was literally play track 14 and then wait till the end and then being very disappointed that the album stopped and there was no Nobody Listened. But eventually I did get to hear it and now it's available on streaming. So nobody listened. Well, we can see why it's a hidden trap because it's definitely a very intense song. I think there is not a Delta Grisham song there out like it. It's so raw. There's a lot of anger. You don't listen to it a lot, but whenever I do, it always surprises me. Um, there's the screaming and the anger in the chorus. It's like whenever I do get to see it, it feels like I'm listening to it for the first time and you don't expect to hear that with Delta's music. And as Jason said, you can see why it's a bonus track when you go from the emotion from the positivity of You and My Rock. You can see why it would be a surprise for fans to hear it. Yeah, I totally agree that it's probably her angriest song. And I'd be really interested to hear Delta talk about it, actually, because I think, you know, as a song, it creates a huge amount of empathy in me for her because it's clearly a very real anger and it clearly begins to reveal just some of the very painful emotions that she had at that time in her life. And as we know, as an artist, one of her biggest strengths is often to put out positivity, love and light into the world. And she tries to do that with so much of her music that to have a song that so almost violently does doesn't do that you know it is purely her anger and her pain on record and it's a hard listen to I think it stands out amongst her songs and as you said Cal there's nothing quite like it so I would love to hear her talk about that song and maybe hear about why she chose to put it on the album as a hidden track and how she feels about it now perhaps and whether her feelings on that song have changed over the years and the days have gone past. 
screamed and I yelled and I was mad and I was angry how come no one could yeah, so Nobody Listened is definitely one of the darker colours on the album. Delta mentions that there are lots of different colours on the album. And as I said before, she talked about the different elements, so the earth, wind, fire and water. And you can see that in the artwork as well, which is really striking. I really like the artwork in both Innocent Eyes and Mistaken Identity. And they're quite contrasting, but they still have a very, very similar style. So for me, this is probably my favourite album in terms of artwork. I think there was some elements of the design that kind of linked back and referenced back to Innocent Eyes. But I just thought, particularly the front cover, the imagery in the water, I think is just absolutely stunning and beautiful. And I think it's such a, I always thought of the imagery on the front cover, the image is this kind of the black silhouette just behind her. And I kind of, I guess it's just some part of her dress or her hair, but it always immediately looks like something kind of like a bit like a haunted imagery kind of thing. And I always feel like that's, I don't know why, I've always thought that quite simple at this side of something kind of lingering at the side of her. A weird thing to think of, but I've always thought of that when I see the front cover of the album. Yeah, I also love the artwork for this. Again, just in the same way that Mistaken Identity, the song, feels like the other side of the coin to Innocent Eyes, the song. They feel like the reverse of each other. This album cover seems to do that too. We go from gold to the much cooler kind of and colder blues, from the blonde hair to the dark hair, even the clothing from white to a darker kind of black or navy colour. And so it is like this kind of reversal of everything that we saw on the first album's cover. And I like that that created this sense of the these albums working together, they kind of hold hands and are like, you know, two sides of a coin. So we'll move on now to our Goodrum and Badrum segment. So we'll start with the Goodrum. What is your favourite song on this album, Kyle? so hard what's interesting with this album for me is as a collection of songs it's brilliant it's probably one of the few albums i think as a collection of songs it makes this album absolutely brilliant but overall in her career i feel like there are definitely other bigger standout songs throughout her career but in this album for me fragile has to probably be the standout song for me it's just something i really connected with i related with and it was just so beautiful and, and it's so simple whereas some of the other songs were particularly very they were dark but they were theatrical and this one was just very her the piano and her voice and that you know you can't get more pure than that really sometimes i feel like i'm alone sometimes i feel like i'm not that strong yeah, I think I'd probably be very close to picking Fragile, but I'm going to go with, I mentioned it earlier, Last Night on Earth for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think there are lots of songs in Delta's career that I believe should have been singles, and Last Night on Earth, I think, is one of them. I think it could have been a really big song after Out of the Blue. It has that really big production. It was very much of the time in terms of this kind of big power ballad that I think would have worked really well on radio. The second reason is I think her performances of it are just beautiful. I loved it when she performed it on Rover, love the version that she did on the visualized tour where she changes the melody a little bit in the chorus and I wish she'd play it more often I think it's a great song live and I also just love that the lyrics just seem to connect really well to the story of the album they kind of tap into lots of the things that might have been happening in her life and yet it still has this real sense of optimism and hope where it puts its faith in love and I think that's a story that Delta tells really well that love is a powerful thing that can give strength. Yeah, I definitely agree with both of you. 
But the one I'm going to choose is one we haven't actually talked about. And it's one that I think has only sort of recently become one of my favorites. And it's disorientated. It's one of the more different ones. And again, it's very dramatic and theatrical. And it's one that I, again, I've recently really enjoyed playing on the piano as well. And she talks about having sort of classical influences. And I really like the melody at the very end. And I think some of the chords are really interesting, particularly in the pre-chorus. And I feel like this is a song that is very underrated in the fact that, I mean, people don't don't really talk about it much and Delta hasn't ever performed it live and she doesn't ever really talk about it so this is definitely one that I hope one day she might perform live because because I really do love it yeah I do love it as well I think justice for disorientated I think we need to start a campaign there I love the spoken word part of that song as well where she talks about is it the ticking of the clock that goes backwards and I love all that imagery and so yeah come on Delta it's time for disorientated maybe on a future bunker down I was just looking at the CD track again. Those two songs, Disorientated and You Are My Rock, were both bonus tracks, effectively, for the album. But they were on every one, so it kind of... There's never been a version, has there, where they weren't on them? No, I feel like, at the time, a lot of albums just had bonus tracks tagged on to the end, just named bonus tracks as some sort of... I don't know whether it's a marketing thing to make it feel like you're getting more for your money, um, but <laughs> they were on all the albums. So we'll move on to The Bad Room then. Which song on this album do you probably not like as much as the others? Bryn? I'll jump in again. So for me, because I don't really get it, it's miscommunication. There are parts of the song that I like, but I don't get it. I've never really enjoyed listening to it in the same way that I do lots of other songs. Maybe I need to spend more time with it. A bit more analysis is needed. But yeah, miscommunication, it's a skippable track for Bryn. Well, there's no miscommunication with me or you, Bryn, because I 100% agree. I don't feel it's necessarily been a song that fitted in the album as much as other songs. As you said, Bryn, I don't feel I completely got what that song was about. Maybe I'm overthinking it and that every song in that particular album had to have some really strong meaning. It could just be a song that she wrote and liked and thought it would do well on the album. But yeah, it's just not one I clicked with ever, really. It's definitely one I've skipped. Yeah, I think I do agree with you as well. It's, again, it's a strange song. It's not one that she's performed live. It was performed by the backing singers on the Visualized Tour, and that was about it. But, I mean, it is interesting. It's an interesting listen still. I mean, the production is really quite interesting and all the layering of the vocals towards the end. But, yeah, it's not one of my favourites. But the one I'm going to pick for my badroom is A Little Too Late. So it was obviously released as a single, and it was... I think on this album, it was her fun song. But I think, well, maybe it's looking at the fun, happy songs that she's done afterwards. It definitely is nowhere near those. And I think it's quite, from my opinion, it's quite insincere. I think she felt like she needed to have a fun song for a different colour, but it just doesn't do it for me. I don't really like the melody in the chorus. Yeah, so sorry about A Little Too Late. But I do actually, I do like the video. Apparently Delta hates the video, but I quite like the video. So. Oh, I, I not a fan of that video i actually don't dislike the song that much i think i do wonder whether it actually this was written in this period because it was written with gary barlow and elliot kennedy who wrote on the first album so was it a song that maybe was a carryover from innocent eyes because it seems like it fits in that album more but no i would probably disagree because i don't it's not one of my favorites but it's definitely not i don't dislike it but there was a song which i for a long time didn't like and then about eight months ago i listened to it and i don't know what it was something about that song 
just clicked and it's really weird that song sometimes do that so sanctuary was a song for a long long time i just didn't like and just something eight months ago i listened to it and that was it i think i had it on luke for a good few months it was just in my kind of music cycle and now i absolutely love that song and i don't know what it is something about it just clicked and i don't know if you guys have ever had that with one of delta songs before but it was just an unusual thing to happen where you dislike the song for so long and then all of a sudden it just becomes one of your favorites yeah, I'm surprised we've not mentioned Sanctuary up until this point because I actually have always loved Sanctuary. I think it's such a beautiful song that captures that sense of needing somewhere safe. Can we talk about the line in Miscommunication where she asks for a new computer? Can anyone give meaning to that line? Why did Delta need a new computer? What's the story? Because she can't communicate. She can't send emails. It's 2004. I mean, she's improved. She can tweet now. (laughs) So was Delta telling us back in 2004 that technology and her didn't get on? Was that the message she was trying to send? Maybe she needed a new computer so she could spend more time in the forum. Probably. This was the album where I joined the forum. You joined it in the Innocent Eyes. Bryn, when did you join the forum? Not until the Delta album. Not until ah. in this life. Okay, yeah. So I joined in November 2004. So this was the album where I got to start meeting lots of you people, you guys, and never left you. Great. So we'll move on now to our quiz. So this is the first time that Kyle gets to answer some questions. So hopefully he can get some points. So there are three questions. The first question is, following your tradition, complete the lyrics. So the lyrics are, So I woke up and there's the moon. Seems to have risen just a little soon. What day is it anyway? What do you think, Bryn? So I woke up and saw the moon. It's from Disorientated, isn't it? Yeah. I woke up and saw the moon. Seems to have risen just a little soon. Yeah, I think Kylie's right. I probably wouldn't have got it on my own, but I think Kylie's right. No. Oh. It's, it's, but who's calling out my name anyway? Oh, there is one saying what day is... No, it's not, there isn't a line saying what day is it anyway. Is there it? is. Oh, there that's, is. That's the second part three, of that. Yeah, it comes in three times. So that's the first one. The second one is the clock ticking backwards, had I forgot, but what day is it anyway? And then the third one is the sun. Seems like my life has just begun. Why don't I start it today anyway? Okay. I do love that bit of that song. What a great bit. Yeah, so no points, unfortunately. So the second question is, we talked about this before, so without looking, international editions of the album have a slightly different track listing to the Australian version. Four songs have different track numbers. Which songs are they? It's Extraordinary day. day. Yeah. A Little last, Too Late. Last Night on Earth, I think is earlier. Electric Storm. I oh. think A little, little Too Late, maybe, but... I th- yeah, I think Sanctuary, maybe, as well. Yes, know. so Kyle gets the point there. So, yeah, so those were the exact four songs. A Little Too Late was track five on both of them. And the final question is, what are the longest and the shortest songs on this album? Oh, I want to say Out of the Blue was quite long. It kind of went on. Four minutes plus, Yeah, that the ending went on quite a while. Shorter song, I think I would predict... Maybe miscommunication. 
So I think, Kyle, you can get a point for the longest. So it was out of the blue at 4.25. To be um, fair, I would have said that too. I think I should get a little point. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you have that. Thanks. Oh, that's very kind. But the shortest one, I mean, it's only a few seconds in it, but it's not miscommunication. It's a little too late at 3.31. Well, Jason, you obviously think it's a little too long because it was on your uh, <laughs> bathroom song. <laughs> Still too long. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for your insights into mistaken identity. Join us next time when we'll be discussing Delta's third album, her self-titled album, Delta. So from me, Jason. And me, Bryn. And me, Kyle. Bye. 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 That was a great-